Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for joining, where we talk about the art of starting and running a record label. Um, it's such an exciting process. Um, before we dive into today's interview, and today's interview is with this Indian label called Pagalhena, and it is such a cool label. What a great story. Um, they've had such incredible success in their short little lifespan. And they have some incredible releases. I I went through everything um, that they have before I did the interview and just some fantastic records that they've put out. And they've seen incredible success too, including one of their artists being featured on Barack Obama's playlist, which we get into. But this is a great conversation. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, um, if you are new to the show um, or if you've been listening for a long time, thank you. But please go to otherrecordlabels.com. There is a lot going on and there are some new things being added, including some new resources and some incredible new tools that are coming for you at the end of this month. Um, But regardless, if you haven't been yet, you can download our checklist for how to start a record label or our free guide for record labels. Get all that and more. You can also reach out to me at otherrecordlabels.com. Please enjoy this interview. Um, How do you, can you help me pronounce your label name? Yeah, it's called Pagal Hena. Okay, Pagal Hena. Yeah. does, Does it have a meaning? Yeah, uh, Pagal and Hena are Hindi words. Okay. Uh, Pagal means crazy. Okay. And Hena means, uh, uh, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you say uh, that movie was crazy, right? Yes. Or crazy, no? So that's pretty much it. It's like crazy, right? Oh, and Hena I is see. like that. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually... Uh, Pagal and Hena were the first two Hindi words uh, my girlfriend and my partner learned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so I, I see. There... I went to film school. I went to film school in Sydney. Okay. That's where we met, and those were the first two words uh, she learned. <laughs> so I started making mixtapes for her, and I just decided to call it Pagal Hena Records, and that's how it began <laughs> i want to i've got to write this out because i want to start saying it i think that would be that, because those are now those are the first two hindi words that i've learned <laughs> sweet so it's, yeah yeah you're, that's really cool that's a great name and the logo is interesting too but i can't make out what it is uh what what do you what do you uh what do I is see? Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, let me pull it up again, just because I have, um, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bad with visuals because I see something and then I think it's something. Uh, hold on, I'm mm-hmm. typing it in right now. Just one second. Uh, my yeah. first, my first thought w- mm-hmm. was an elephant. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's essentially an elephant with the the tusk also being a music uh, note, a musical note. Ah, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it it also looks like it could be like the top of a the top half of a of a um a skull. Yeah. In it a way. could be. Uh, it could be. It could. I mean, uh, some people also see uh, you know old forts and stuff. Yes. Uh, so uh, a couple of people have also uh, felt like those were arches from a 
fort, etc. So oh, I don't know. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I think the eye of the elephant and the and the trunk is pretty pretty clear. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's very minimal. I I like it a lot, and I think I like that it's abstract in a way. Yeah. So so tell yeah. me tell me how this all came mm. together then because I was reading about you and I was reading about the Sydney component um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah but can you tell me about how the label all came together and when Sure so I think the seed was first planted in Sydney okay uh, uh, a, a friend of mine and her sister had a act together called She of the Woods. And uh, I saw a couple of their videos online and I went to one of their gigs and their music really spoke to me. So mm-hmm. I uh, thought to myself that I'd like to be involved in some way. Uh, at this at this stage, I had no intentions of working in music because uh, my, my background is film, TV, and theater. Okay. That's what I did for many years. Uh, And then I went to Sydney to study film further because I wanted to learn how to work with the film camera. And uh, that was 2007, uh, which is when I met my partner. Her name is Lucy, uh, who is uh, my partner in life and at work. Okay. And we run Pagalhena together. But, yeah, so... That's, I mean, She of the Woods is how it started because it made me want to be involved in some shape or form. I didn't know what that would be. But because I'd spent so long uh, working in film uh, and theater as a producer and I did a bunch of editing and sound design and things of that nature. So music was always a integral part mm-hmm. of my life. But I never saw it as... Uh, potential work uh, opportunity in terms of me actually working in sure. the music business. Are you a musician? But no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm That's not a cool. musician, but I've I've always, uh, I've always, I mean, from a very young age, I've always been into music in a big way. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, then I used to pretend to be a DJ in uh, <laughs> college okay. to make some money on the side. Yeah. So uh, pretend in the sense that back back then I was into uh, psychedelic trance music in a big way. Okay. And uh, so I got an opportunity to uh, play that at a bar and make a little bit of money. And uh, before that, I used to play a lot of music with words, I like to call it, because there's not, there's not a lot of mixing one has to do there. It's just picking the right song to follow okay. what you're playing now. You know, it was more curation than actually sure. uh, mixing. And that's something I have I feel like I've always had uh, an affinity for, and I feel like I have a decent taste when it comes to that. Yeah. So that's what I used to do, and then I was into side trance in a big way, and I also got a chance to start playing that. So I kind of found a way to sort of... Uh, fade in, fade out, and get away with it without looking like a fraud. <laughs> uh, and I managed to do it for a couple of years, and it helped me make a little bit of money on the side. But then uh, I stopped and uh, got on with other things. So I, like I was saying, film, TV, theater stuff. And then I went to study in Sydney, and that's where Shea of the Woods happened. And 
so for a while i was thinking about what i could do and i started reading a little bit and i felt like you know what i feel like i could manage them because i felt like there were a lot of parallels between being a producer for film and being a manager hmm. in the music business hmm. uh so i reached out to them and they were up for it but in hindsight it was obviously a bad idea because a few months after that i came back to india okay and uh, they were in sydney and just starting out and i was in delhi and i barely knew anything about the music business so that sort of fell through sure and but i think that's how the seed was planted and uh, so from that point on i started doing a lot of reading and i discovered reverb nation okay and uh, at the time i felt like wow here's a platform that helps you streamline a bunch of things uh, when it comes to the music business and so i spent some time on it but beyond that it was just a lot of reading and a lot of listening to podcasts and watching videos on youtube mm-hmm. and trying to piece things together in my head uh but yeah that's that's how it started that's how the seed was planted that's really cool so you are still in india and where are you finding these bands then and what connection does india have with the label and what connection does sydney have with the label so sydney is where i came up with pagal hena okay uh, like i said but that was also where the seed was planted in terms of wanting to understand and explore more about the music business mm. it was where the thought first crossed my mind and then i came back to india and even though i came back and i got a job working as a producer for a, a production house that did commercials and short films and uh things of that nature i was still on the side reading up as much as i could and trying to understand more and i came across uh, an artist on reverb nation who i felt like i could uh, help because he was also based in delhi and i was based in delhi and i felt like you know what he's starting out and i want to start out so let me reach out sure. and see if he'd be keen and i did reach out and he was keen because it was early days for him he was still in school or just out of school but he had a bunch of songs on reverb nation a yeah. couple of which i kind of liked uh so at the time it was just you know he took a chance because i obviously other than the work that i'd done in other aspects of uh uh the creative arts mm-hmm. specifically in the music business i didn't have any experience at all so it was one of those things i reached out and he said yeah why not and that's how it started we put out a couple of songs and uh, in that about a time uh, i moved back to sydney okay so in 2010 i moved back to sydney because my partner lucy was still there okay and we we wanted to live together so I moved back and then I was in Sydney for the next uh, almost 3 years. I'm sorry, could and, you start could what mm. year was this started? Like when when did you first start working with that artist from Reverb Nation? That was late 2008. Oh my goodness. That's been a yeah. long time. It has. 12 it has years. Been a long time. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, okay, Dr. sorry, keep going. So you moved back to Sydney? Yeah so uh late 2008 his name was Kunal 
late 2008 is when i started working with him and uh, uh 2009 i spent most of the year traveling because my partner lucy came to india and she spent about 10 months here mm. so for those 10 months uh, i wasn't really doing much on the work front i just took the time to uh, travel around the country and show her around and things of that nature but during this time i was actively reading and learning more about uh, different aspects of the business and trying to do whatever little we were doing uh, with kunal at the time and then 2010 is when i moved back to sydney so okay and and so and you had still just had one artist at this time in 2010 yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah just the one artist and uh, the first release was a three song ep that we put out which happened after i had moved back to sydney uh so that was i think early 2010 okay and so when and did things yeah. when did things hmm. kind of take off and 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 you start adding more roster uh, artists to your roster and 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 things started to really flourish for you so that was uh, later in 2010 uh, that's when i met or came across uh, music by an artist by the name of Pratik Kohad okay uh he's the one artist that i worked with for the longest and has been the most successful in terms of everyone that i worked with thus far okay uh he was uh, yeah so that at the time he was uh, he's from india but at the time he was studying at nyu in uh, new york mm-hmm. and i was in sydney uh but a really close friend of mine and his sister went to law school together oh okay so uh, my friend reached out to me and said hey my uh, my friend's younger brothers just started writing a few songs uh, i know you're keen to work in music would you want me to uh, connect both of you and maybe you can listen to the songs and see if it's something you uh, want to be a part of sure so she uh she connected me with uh pratik and he sent me a c- couple of his songs which when i first listened to them didn't really speak to me okay but uh a month or so later i remember it was uh late at night and i came across them again on my computer and i listened and this time i felt a connection to the songs mm. uh which you know goes to tell you it ha- it has so much to do with time and space yes, and mindset yes, when you're totally. listening yeah and things of that nature but uh this time they spoke to me so i reached out to him and i said hey man i uh, been listening to your songs and i feel like there's something there i mean i f- i feel a connection and uh, if you're keen maybe we can figure out a way to work together yeah well and i mean so it- Yeah and yeah. this this artist you're talking about so you were you were working with them in the early in the early stages of their career is that right because i mean they're they're pretty pretty huge now from from my perspective like a million listeners on spotify Yeah so i i actually managed him uh, from the very start till late 2018 wow. so it hasn't been that long That's incredible Yeah Yeah, 8 years. Uh amazing. Is, uh, the amount of time I spent uh, working on his career and that was in various capacities. I mean, primarily uh I see myself 
as a manager with a focus on artist development. Sure. But given the fact that there isn't much of an infrastructure for independent artists in India, if you want to put out uh, releases a certain way and have the kind of impact uh, you want, mm -hmm. then you have to fulfill all the other roles also. I so see. for the first five or six years of his career, I was the manager, I was the booking agent, I was the tour manager, I was the record label, <laughs> I was the publicist, wow. I was the one overseeing all the merch we did, uh, all but, the social media, all of those things I was involved in in a big way. You must feel proud that it worked. I mean, looking at, I'm looking at his, his bio now and, and Rolling Stone India said he's one of the country's leading singer-songwriters and Spotify um, playlists, he seems like he's on a million of them. Uh, you must feel proud that to, to work with an artist from beginning to, to the, you know, the height of a career. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he has a long way to go. So, right. uh, yeah, but I am I am very proud of all the work we did together and everything we achieved. He was, in fact, on uh, Obama's list of favorite songs last year. Uh, no way. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely one of the uh, breakthrough artists from India when it comes to the uh, independent landscape because... Uh, Till the last, uh, or not the last now, till the second to last release, which is an EP called Cold Mess, for which we managed to find some support. Everything that came prior to that was completely and fiercely independent in terms of that's everything was something we did together. That's great. That's And so you must have, um, that must have been like, you know, getting a, a university degree and running a record label with all of the experience yeah. you got with, with him. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to say, uh, we were very lucky because uh, at the early stages uh, of his career, his uh, family was very helpful, both in terms of support and uh, monetarily. Okay. So they were able to uh, put some funds into us, being able to put out records a certain way and being able to do some shows and... Uh, having an aesthetic and being able to get the songs mixed well and mastered properly and you know all those aspects that have to come together yeah. holistically i feel like uh, we were really lucky because we were able to uh, do some of those things at a certain standard because we had the help and from that point on it just grew i mean obviously the songs uh, speak for themselves and they really resonated with people in India and overseas now. Mm -hmm. But you always need that jump start uh, to be able to, uh, you know, gain some miles quickly. Oh, sure. And uh, we were we were able to do that at in the first few years. Uh, but yeah, were you and were you managing his career from India or from from uh, Sydney? I so for the first two years, uh, two thousand and eleven. Basically, I mean, from what I recall, it was late 2010 uh, when we decided to work together. Mm. But over the next two years, I was in Sydney and he was still at NYU because he was finishing up. Oh, right. Uh, so for those two years, uh, we worked uh, from our respective cities. Sure. And obviously things were slower because I was still working 
as a freelancer. So I was still doing a lot of producing and editing and on the side, spending time trying to build this. Mm -hmm. And he was still at uni and trying to do music on the side. So in those first two years, uh, I think we only met a couple of times. And both of those times were when we came back to India for a bit of a break. Right. And we tried to do whatever little we could in those times here. Uh, but for the most part, things, I'd say, I, Pagal Hena started uh, as a full-time business in late 2012, which okay. is when I moved back to India. And early 2013, Pratik moved back to India. So... Technically, 2013 onwards is when both of us worked at it uh, full-time. And were things uh, starting to move a lot quicker because you guys were together? Yeah, definitely. I feel like there were signs which made us move back to India. Mm. Uh, a couple of things happened in those two years, which to me were signs of uh, giving this a real go. That's cool. So... So we we talked about it, and uh, he had he took up a job which wasn't really working out for him uh, for a financial finance based company, and uh, I was doing uh, my thing in Sydney, and these signs pretty much uh, were the guiding light. What what were they? Which, Could you can you share one of them with me? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one was. Uh, at the time, I mean, it was obviously now that you think back, it doesn't seem like a very big deal. But at the time, just to uh, get featured by a blog in the U.S. Ah. Uh, felt like a big thing. So it was a blog or it was a website. I don't know if it exists anymore, but it was called Indaba Music. Okay. Uh, and uh, so they there was some contest on their website, uh, which he won. So he got... Uh, a chance to fly to uh, New Orleans to play at a festival there. Oh, wow. And uh, a couple of his songs got featured as videos. So he went to their uh, offices in New York and they made a couple of videos which went up on YouTube, etc. That's cool. That was, that was the first sign. Uh, then uh, there were a couple of others. One was he put out, uh, he made a video of himself playing a song called Rat Razi, which has become one of his most uh, popular songs, but he made, which you'll see on YouTube if you search it. And it's it's really, really simple video in the sense that he's just sitting there in his shorts uh, playing the song mm -hmm. on his couch in his apartment in NYU. And he sent me that video and uh, I felt like it was worth sharing it with a platform in India that was doing a lot of work. Uh, when it came to independent music, they had start a company that had started their own festival and there was a, a music website called NH7, which used to feature a lot of uh, upcoming independent artists from India and stuff. Okay. So I sent them the video and asked them, hey, would you be keen to uh, upload this to your YouTube? And they responded and said, yeah, we'd love to. Uh, we dig the song, so they uploaded the video on YouTube and it mm. started getting a decent amount of views and plays. And that led to them uh, calling us and uh, offering us a slot at their festival in late 2012. Wow. In India. Which I think was the uh, 
was the mini victory that uh, at least for me was the point that uh, i decided you know this is worth uh, giving a real go yeah. i think that's what pushed us to uh, make that that's or, really good for you to not recognize make the decision but it it pushed us to pushed us over the edge in terms of okay this is something we have to look at seriously that's yeah, uh, yeah i mean it's really good to recognize that and and uh, and then to take that leap of faith not a lot of people would do that yeah and that's exactly what it was because for me at the time uh, i was about a year year and a half away from being able to uh, qualify to apply to become an australian citizen okay and uh, he had finished nyu and he's he he's a math graduate i mean he's a, his major was math and he he got a job at a company in new york uh, so that didn't work out for i mean he wasn't very happy in that job right. so uh, he decided he doesn't want to do it anymore and i think that was uh, the point for him where he decided you know what i really want to give music a real go so oh. it's now or never i mean this job is not working out so i might as well uh, take a year and give music a real yeah. chance well, that's that's so great that it worked out. I want to ask you, going back to when you were um, starting to promote his career, um, mm-hmm. what is it like, um, as, you know, promoting an Indian artist to American um, blogs and to uh, you know American curators? Are I, you know, I would imagine that it would be hard to to promote to them because there might be this. Um, uh, a cultural difference or something. So how has that how how has that been for you? So I didn't really focus on uh, the U.S. to begin with. Okay. Because we had both moved back to India, I focused on India for a few years because I wanted to. Uh, from the very start, my aim was for him to get to a point where he can make a comfortable living. Mm doing music sure you know it was it was never uh, i never really thought beyond that uh, when we were starting out it was just to be able to get to a point where we can make a living yeah uh, doing music full time and he always wanted to be a songwriter more than a performing artist okay and uh, so in the early in the first few years we were hyper focused on india uh, and trying to build an audience for him here uh, because i mean just in terms of sheer size and how uh, dominated by bollywood the market is okay you know to yeah. to be able to start to make a little bit of noise compared to other parts of the world in sheer numbers is a lot more so uh, yeah so it was so you're it saying, was mostly you're that. saying there's enough there's enough of an audience in India. You don't even need to worry about America to make a living. Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is, uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I felt like it was important to focus on India for the first few years. Okay. And to build a really strong presence and following in India. Because if we were doing well in our home territory and we had the numbers to go with it we would be much 
better place I see. to then start looking at the world. I see. Uh, okay. And that's that's pretty much how it turned out in the sense that for the first, I mean, 2013 is when he put out uh, his first real release. When I say real release, I mean one that we actually uh, had a release plan for and we sure. thought it through. Yeah, sure. He had put out... <laughs> He had put out three songs before that, but those were just to have something out there. So we have something to work with because I was in Sydney, he was in the States. And in those two years, there was nothing to work with in terms of how can we build something if there isn't a single song out there for us to work with. Right. So the, he put out a three-song EP, which, I mean, he obviously wants to forget everything about but <laughs> we all have so, those <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and when i look back also i cringe at the way we put it out and what we did but i also know the value it had in helping us uh, right sure you know and you haven't you haven't things. have you removed it or have you kept it as no a, no good it's, good for it's you up there. yeah yeah good but it, i i look back and i feel like in those two years where we were living in different cities had we not had those two or three songs, you know, we wouldn't have been able to start from the point we did when we moved back to India mm. uh, in 2000. So 2013 is when we put out his first uh, real release. It was an EP in Hindi called Rat Razi. Okay. Uh, and once that EP came out, we were off to the races because uh, uh, it was received really well. And the company that I was talking, that I mentioned to you, which offered us a slot at their festival in 2012, uh, in 2013, they did that same festival in four cities in India. Mm. And on the back of that EP, we got offered a slot in every one of the cities oh, they wow. did the festival in. Uh, so 2013 onwards is when things actually uh, started to pick up. So when you're... And Sorry, if I can yeah. just ask you, when you're promoting yeah. in India, do, does do the 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 audience at home do they prefer music lyrics in in Hindi or in English or what is the what does better? Oh, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Definitely Hindi, just because the sheer number of people that speak and understand Hindi. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Far outnumbers the. Uh, number of people who consume music in English. Okay. Uh, for that, for that matter, there's so many regional languages in India also. Right. So there's there's other languages uh, between after Hindi that would probably be higher up on the list than English in that sense. Okay. So, which is why in India, for uh, an artist or band that writes and performs solely in English, I personally feel like there is a. Uh, there's a glass ceiling. Oh, there's okay. only there's only so far you can go. Interesting. After which you have to start looking uh, outside of India because just in terms of sheer numbers, the people who would understand or connect with the music you're making, obviously in terms of numbers, there's a there's a lot more people outside of India who uh, listen to music in English than in India. Okay. So from that perspective, uh, definitely Hindi uh, dominates mm. the market in India. But that's also part of the reason why I felt like it was a good idea to start with a Hindi record. Because uh, 
you can uh, reach those many more people you know right uh, right in, and what followed was his first full length record but that was in english okay which was which was 2015 Uh, and was that uh, that's is that when you started to begin to move outside of yeah okay yeah absolutely so on the back of that album uh, we applied to SXSW and he got uh, selected for an official uh, uh, showcase wow at South by Southwest yep. and then a bunch of other showcases around the world followed so you know he got he got selected to play at the Canadian Music Week he got selected to play at uh, a music conference in singapore hmm. the name is slipping my mind he got selected to play at big sound in brisbane in australia uh he got selected to play at midem at khan so all of this happened on the back of that record which i'm really proud of because as as a label that's the first full length uh, album we put out and oh, okay. uh, now we put it out Yeah. Getting getting um accepted to these showcases that's still a, a big investment, right? To fly to these locations, you're on the hook for that. Is that must have been another leap of faith to to invest in yeah, those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And did they I think, pay off? I think there there have been a lot of those. Yeah, definitely paid off because uh I can I mean if I think back something good came of each one of those experiences oh that's you know? great uh whether in terms of uh, building relationships with other music based comrades around the world or his music uh reaching a uh, new set of people in different territories around the world sure or just just the fact that here's an indian artist who's been selected to play at all these conferences uh, there haven't been a lot of indian artists that have Yeah, uh, right. Over the years. So that in itself was a talking point and the fact that uh he put out a Hindi record and then put out an English record and he's he's uh equally adept at writing and uh singing in both. So I think there were a lot of things along the way that did add to the holistic picture and taking a chance with these music conferences definitely paid off in my opinion i want to ask you about india again what um oh. is the format that's popular um for you guys i mean it seems to be like spotify seems pretty strong um you know based on on your playlists and based on on his profile that i was i was looking at um is oh. is vinyl something that you guys do or is cd's uh, has have cd's died or still have a life what what kind of formats are popular over there So CDs have died completely. Okay. Vinyl is also uh, one of those novelty things okay. at the moment in India where if you do have uh, the budgets or the support or a label to be able to uh, uh you know sure. produce some vinyl then it happens but other than that it's primarily digital and even on that front Spotify hasn't been in India for very long you know I think it's it's only been a couple of years. Okay. If I'm not mistaken before that it was a few other streaming platforms but the whole concept of streaming is also still on its way up in india because honestly the music business here at least when i first started out uh was the wild wild west it still is mm. in a lot of ways you know because if you were to compare uh to 
established markets like US, UK or Australia, uh, the independent music industry in India has only really been around. Uh, and when I say only really been around, I mean where you can start to call it a bit of an industry. I think it's only been about 15 years. Mm, interesting. In total, 15 to 20 years. So compared to the rest of the world, we're at least 40, 50 years behind uh, in terms of where things are at uh, for young and upcoming artists and the infrastructure you need around them yes. and uh, things of that nature. So does that I work think, to your uh, advantage in any way that you're, you know, one of the first to, to embrace it? I, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it an advantage, but it, it definitely helped to uh, start when I did, because by that time, there were already plenty of signs that this was only going to grow Great. from that point on. Right. You know, right. so uh, from that perspective, yeah, I think the timing was right. Because now things are, I mean, obviously, uh, coronavirus has killed things in a big way. Sure, but yeah. Till, till before that happened, uh, things were headed in the right direction. But, you know, it's the other really important factor to consider about India is that we, as a people, are still not used to or have, haven't yet fully come to terms with paying for music. You know, oh. attach, attaching a monetary value for music is still a fairly new concept of India. Oh. It's obviously changing these past five, ten years, but piracy was rampant. Really? And, uh, yeah. So I used to download music uh, illegally for free till I started this label. But <laughs> once wow. once I did, I start. I actually realized the value of a song. Sure. You know? Yeah. Oh, Till that sure. point... Till that point, everyone in India was just downloading music and movies for free. So, paying for buying tickets to shows, paying for music, or at the time when we started, CDs were still around. Uh, so, right. buying CDs or merch or buying tickets to shows or now having a premium uh, streaming uh, subscription, all of these things are still on their way up in India. So uh, even though things obviously in the past five to seven years, there's been a lot of progress, but compared to the rest of the world, a lot of those concepts that are ingrained in uh, a music fan outside of India are still something that people are coming to terms with, you know? Well, it's a, that's kind of hopeful too. It's kind of exciting that there is room to grow. So when you are experiencing success, um, hopefully just keep doing what you're doing and, and there'll be more to come. Yeah. I would be, yeah. I would be inspired by that. So how did then you get some more artists onto your label and specifically, I mean, a lot of English artists and indie rock artists. Um, how yeah. did the label grow, um, from this one artist that you invested so much time into and now you have so many artists on your roster? I imagine, um, you know, with the success of your first artist, you must have had artists knocking on your door saying, do that for me as well. <laughs> Get me on Obama's playlist. <laughs> well, uh, technically, I wasn't around when the Obama playlist happened. <laughs> okay, that's all right. <laughs> but but uh, it was definitely, well, one of the, the song that made it to the playlist was uh, a release I worked on sure, in a massive sure, sure. way. So there's that. But coming back to, the roster, 
I had already found two other artists that I really wanted to work with before I moved back to India. So uh, this was again in 2012, and I have a, a YouTube uh, channel to thank for it. It it's a YouTube channel called the Music Project. Okay. Uh, I'll share a link with you. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, they were doing a lot of great work in terms of identifying uh, young and upcoming. Uh, artists in India and sh shooting a video for them that that's then sat on their YouTube channel and it was a YouTube channel that was started by a, a fairly prominent uh, media uh, network so they had uh, they already had a fair number of subscribers and they to me they played a really uh, massive role because they unearth a lot of really great talent in india hmm. and i found uh, the next two artists that i uh, started working with on this uh, youtube channel and uh, i reached out to both of them before i had come back to india so it was by the time i moved back in late 2012 there were three acts or three artists that okay. uh, i was working with or i was going to start working with because i only met the other two after I came back. But yeah, their, their names are Shantanu Pandit and Ronak Maiti. Uh, so yeah. Okay. I started so for almost three years uh, or two, two and a half years. They were the only acts that I was working with. Uh, and then I uh, signed another band called Run It's The Kid, uh, who in my opinion is... Uh, one of the best bands in the country. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then were that these, happened. Were these um, oh. English artists? Yeah. Okay. They're all, they're all English artists. And uh, so, what 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 changed? Um, why were you focusing on on English music? I was just focusing on music I loved. Okay. You know, it 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 was never a business led decision to. Uh, work with an artist who writes in Hindi. It just so happened that Pratik was able to uh, write and perform in both English and Hindi. Okay. You know, it was sure. it was never a conscious decision to go after somebody who writes in Hindi. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have always, I've, I've grown up in India and I've always, English has always been my go-to language. Interesting. You know? uh, so, and that's the case for a lot of people that uh, are educated in terms of who go to English medium schools where you're taught everything, where English is the primary language. Oh, There's okay. many, 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 many people in India who think and speak in English uh, before Hindi, perhaps. Hindi is our mother tongue. It comes naturally to us because we grew up with Hindi, but it's the same with English. You know, we all, everybody who's middle class or upper middle class in India and went to a English medium school has grown up with English and Hindi oh, as their primary languages. And, so, uh, yeah. Is there a default in the music scene? Uh, is there a default language? Like if, if you are starting a rock band or electronic music band or, or hip hop, it, it, d what do what do kids, quote unquote, uh, gravitate towards these days? Is it English? No, not necessarily. Okay. I think there's, there's a lot of really great uh, music coming out of India, which is in regional languages. Okay. You know? There's 
there's so many languages that people speak in India. Every state has its own language. Right. And I, some okay. states have more than one. So there's so many different dialects also. So it's, uh, and that's changing now. You know, I think uh, artists are more and more confident about embracing and owning the regional languages, especially if they feel like it's a strong suit for them, mm. you know. So I think, uh, but that being said, English or rather Hindi and English in that order when it comes to independent music are the major languages. I want to ask you about, um, you know, when I was researching your label and researching an Indian label and um, and going to your Spotify playlist of, of all your releases, everything was, you know, rock and indie folk and, and um, lo-fi. And I, uh-huh. I was I was surprised by that. Uh, is it? Uh, do you find it a challenge to kind of shake that Bollywood I- image that a lot of foreigners have of, of, of India? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a massive challenge for anybody who's trying to break through from India because it comes with a preset yes. notion, yes, which uh, can be hard to shake. But at the same time, it's happening. You know, there's, there's, I can I can think of five to seven uh, artists or bands from India that have managed to break through, and those are the people younger artists in India will look up to now. Yes, so, good point. Uh, I think it needed it needed for somebody to get out there and do it, and a fair number of people are on the way to being able to do that now. So yeah, but to answer your question, that is going to continue being a massive challenge. Just purely because Bollywood, in terms of size, is uh, massive. Like right. you know, it just doesn't get better than that. Right, right, Sorry. right. Doesn't get bigger than that. Right, it definitely sure. gets a lot better than that. Let me but, ask uh, you about your YouTube and 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 the the um, prominence of that because your your label YouTube channel is really well done and it has a, a lot of plays. Um, what's your strategy with YouTube and, and what role does that play for your label? So, uh, Scott, you know, I honestly look at us more as an artist development company. Okay. Like I was saying. So, and it's always been like that because everybody on our roster, we manage. But we don't release music uh, as a label by everyone that we manage. So, oh. it's it's more an artist development company. And going back to something I'd said earlier on is the fact that I felt like it was crucial for us to also fulfill that role Uh early on to be able to uh, have the kind of impact we wanted to, mm. you know, because those aspects of the music business are still very much in development in India, especially when it comes to independent music, you know, there's there's only a handful of uh, management agencies, only a handful of uh, indie labels, and all of them have massive uh, challenges because uh, funds are hard to come by. There's, I I can't think of a single booking agency in India that functions solely as a booking agency. I can't oh. think of a single uh, PR company uh, that functions solely, you know. So it's that kind of landscape that you need for artists. Come, for example, you know, in other established markets, there's 
there's people at every stage of an artist's career. So, you know, you could be grassroots and you can find a manager and booking agency who works with artists at the grassroots level. Okay. You could, you could progress. So, for example, you start out at coffee shops and then you progress to, you know, 100 capacity rooms and then 200, then sure. 300, 400, 500. And that's how you sort of gauge success is how many tickets you can sell and how much music is being streamed and how many views, etc. you know, in a tangible way. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about uh, developed markets is as an artist, you can find or you can build a team around you at each one of these stages, you know. Uh, right, that is cool. But in India, that's not a, a reality yet. Okay. So at the time we were putting out the first record, there was literally nobody I could go to. Uh, in terms of a label that might want to invest in it or a booking agent that might want to book some shows for us or a publicist or anybody in that sort of uh, immediate uh, team or support network that you need for an artist, uh, it wasn't available. So I had to do everything, yeah. uh, whether I wanted to or not. Sure. And that's where the actual uh, need for a label uh, arose. Before that, I mean, yeah, it was in my head, it was cool to have a label. And I decided that I, I would call this company Pagal Hena and whatnot. But it was still early days and I was still figuring it out. And in my head, it was, oh, cool. You know, it'd be nice to have a label. But it's... For me, it's always, I've always thought more from a uh, management and development mindset. And as a consequence of thinking from that mindset, I felt the need to be able to fulfill these roles also if we wanted to have a certain kind of impact with these releases. Hmm. So it was born out of necessity. And over the years, it sort of stayed like that in terms of, you know, we have, we've definitely put out some records that we've, invested a little bit into as a label but i've also worked on a bunch of releases purely from a label services standpoint okay where it was things that we had to do uh for which we sort of built a fee into uh what we would make but essentially i think of us as an artist development company yeah i i'm kind of i notice a lot of the um kind of the skills that you or the people with your label have when it comes to the technical skills, I mean, your website and, and um, the visual skills, like the, the design is very nice. The aesthetic is consistent on your, your Spotify playlists. Everything looks really good. It, I knew when I was clicking through to the different, you know, to your YouTube and to your Spotify and your Instagram, everything kind of shared a similar aesthetic. I mean, there, there has to be a lot of of your your film background and your your visual skills that you've brought to the label too am i right yeah well firstly thank you scott i appreciate you're it you're welcome <laughs> but but yeah i think that has played a big role in fact if i were to uh, think of it i feel like everything that i did leading up to me making the decision of working in the music business has helped and the funny thing is that back in the day, I did all of that without really having an end goal. It mm. was just wanting to try 
different things. Yeah. So whether that was uh, doing theater or working in film or television or working on events, I even worked for a sports management company for a bit. So I I did a bunch of different things. And when I decided to work in the music business, I felt like, you know, it was an amalgamation of everything that I'd done over the years mm-hmm. and gained experience in. So like being on stage wasn't alien to me, you know, thinking about shows in terms of uh, what sort of stage design do we want? What sort of lights do we want? Sure. Yeah. How we want it, how we want the gig to sound, what sort of experience uh, will it be for a ticket buyer from the point they buy the ticket to when they exit post the show. All of those things came from having worked in theater and mm. being on stage a lot. Uh, the music video, live video side of things obviously came naturally because I'd spent a fair amount of time working in film yeah. as a producer and on the technical side of things as a sound designer or editor and so on and so forth. So worked in events, etc., and big large scale events. So I was... I wasn't overawed by a lot of things that you uh, would experience uh, when starting out in the music business. So I felt like my everything that I did in the past without worrying too much about what it would lead to uh, ended up helping me in a big way because I felt like I was ready to be able to do it because I was able to sort of uh, pick from all the different things I've done. I think there is so much sim, um, so much shared um, qualities in the entertainment industry. And so uh, just what you're talking about from theater to film to live events to um, promoting music and records, I feel like, you know, if you have that understanding of caring about the user's experience, um, then I think that can really go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's something that we've always focused on from day one is fan fans first. Mm-hmm. I think most most decisions we've taken uh, have been led by that question: is uh, you know how how will this benefit the fans and how are we giving back? And we've always and that was to me a major uh, sort of guideline when it came to Pratik and everything that we've done. Uh, post that is, you know, paying a lot of attention to the artist-fan relationship and not taking anybody for granted and knowing that it's a give-and-take relationship. So you have to give as much as you expect in terms of you can't always say buy my buy a ticket to my show, buy my music, watch right. my video. You have to give back for them to feel invested in an artist's life and career. Yes. I think it's important to get them on board at a early stage and so building building a mailing list and giving away free downloads and doing little pop-up concerts for a select few people we've done a lot of those things along the way which in my opinion really helped uh, build a real connection with the early fans and you know once you're able to do that then the fans are your biggest uh, uh, marketing team. Mm, that's so, a great point. So I think it's, and that did stem from being able to think about it a certain way because, like I was saying, you know, I felt like there were a lot of parallels to be drawn between being a producer 
for film or television yeah. and being a manager because can... essentially you're trying to do the same things yeah. you know it's just the format is different but you're <laughs> yeah. trying to you're trying to build an audience you're trying to find the funds to be able to uh, get your uh, piece of art out there you're trying to market it in creative ways so there's there's a lot of parallels in that sense um, I'm I'm such a fan of your label. I really enjoyed going through the the playlist, and I I want to dig in more, especially the artists we talked about today. I love Diddy. Um, what a beautiful record she released um, yeah, recently. She's amazing. So so good. I just I just listened to, to Peter Cat today. That's a really interesting artist as well. Um, yeah, such a great Peter roster. Cat is fan- Peter Cat is fantastic. In fact. Uh, they, to me, uh, you know, they're the best band and I'm, that's come out of India so far. And I don't say that because I represent them now, but <laughs> purely in terms of music and not being able to put them in a box. Right. I think, I think they are there. You'll hear a lot more about Peter Cat. I think you're right. In the years to come. Yeah, I think you're right. And Spotify seems to love them. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to dive in. I want to, I want to ask you a super huge, big question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm going to really put you on the spot, but uh, 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 can you identify any lesson that you've learned in, in this past 12 years um, or, or any sort of philosophy that you've hung on to, or maybe if there, you know, is a, a mistake that you'll never make again? Again, is it anything that kind of stands out to you? And, and again, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can definitely think of one. Uh, I think when in the early years of me uh, working in the music business, I had a idealistic approach to things in terms of uh, being compensated fairly or... Uh, putting pen to paper and having the agreements that you need in place and whatnot. I all After all the reading that I'd done and uh, information that I'd come across, for some reason, in the early days, I felt like uh, there was uh, something to be said about having a bit of a punk rock mentality and doing things basis trust uh-huh. and uh, giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And if you want to work together, you'll work together and sure. no piece of paper can make you work together or not make you work together. Okay. Uh, and I still feel like that to a small extent, but I've also come to learn that uh, at the end of the day, uh, the only... Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I lost you for a second. Okay. I said like, uh, I mean, but I've I've come to realize that at the end of the day, nobody uh, will value you more than yourself. <laughs> right. In terms of, uh, purely in terms of being able to do the work that you want to do uh, with the passion and commitment that you have for it. But at the same time, you also have to have your own back mm. and make sure that uh, certain aspects of uh, working in the business are taken care of because uh, over the years, and I'm sure that's something that you learn with experience and you have to, uh, I mean, you don't have to learn the hard way, but I guess a lot of people do learn the hard way. But if anybody 
ends up listening to this and uh, decides that they're going to sign an agreement at the very beginning, then I'd be happy. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's that. I think that's one uh, learning that I have uh, taken from my experience these past eight years is it's well and good to uh, have uh, great relationships and uh, trust in each other and want to work with each other. But at the same time, it's important that you uh, take care of the legal aspect of things simply because, uh, you know, music or the creative arts over a period of time can, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of opinions. There's, uh, there's a lot of back and forth, especially when you're working with artists, you have to realize that you know, somebody else's career is in your hands, mm. you know, yes. and it's a lot more personal for them than it is for you in the sense that you may put as many hours into somebody's career, but it's still not yours. Right. You know, yeah. it's you're, you're representing somebody else and everybody has their own sensibility and uh, there's pros and cons to everything, but it's, it's a safe bet to, uh, take the time, energy, effort, and money it requires to be able to put those things in place. Because from that point on, you know, obviously everyone operates with the assumption that things will go well and you will grow together and lots of good will come of it. But things can also go south because that's just yes. what life is. That is really so, that is really great advice to take yourself uh, seriously right from the beginning. I, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. And to have your own back. That's what I yep. like to say. Because at the end of the day, nobody is really looking out for you uh, more than you can, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that that doesn't and that doesn't have to reflect on anything but the fact that at the end of the day, uh, you're responsible for your own well-being. And oh, that's so that good. Can, that can be mental. That can be financial. That can be various things but i think it's important to attach value to your time and energy from from an early stage so that if god forbid things do go wrong at least you know you have put the measures in place that will safeguard your future to an extent. That's great advice. Drove. I've enjoyed speaking with you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, I I love your label. Congratulations on all the success. I, I think it's so incredible. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, reach out and uh, having this conversation and uh, hope to be in touch. And thank you all for listening. Let me tell you how you can find out about this label. The label is spelled P-A-G-A-L-H-A-I-N-A, Poggle Henna. And you can find more about them at PoggleHenna.com. They're on Instagram. I have a great YouTube channel as well. And they do some incredible Spotify playlists. So dive into their catalog and learn from them. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Visit our website, otherrecordlabels.com, for resources and to contact myself and anything else. Um, Thank you so much for listening.